This is the house of the living God. I told them when I came in during the week, they, they asked the visitors to stand up and they sang for them, you are welcome. But nobody welcomed me. So therefore, I welcome myself back home. Amen. <laughs> it has been a very interesting week for us. This is the month of Revelation. And my ears are full. Beginning from the encounter that um, began on the 19th of June last month. When an angel of the Lord appeared to me in the island of Patmos. And lectured me for about three to four hours. Of which when I came back into the men's meeting. I started teaching you what the angels taught me. And we have not been able to even explore. 10% of what I received from the angel. And I told you, when he told me the three things that will please the Father, he said. And he said, if a man will do those three things, that the Father will love him so much. And heaven will be disposed to him. And the angel said, there is nothing in heaven that will be withdrawn from him. And then he said, now let me teach you about humanity. And when he began to teach about humanity, I became very, um, is the apprehensive, I would say, I wanted to write down what he was telling me. And so, I asked him that, please let me get up and write those things you have said down, so that I would not forget. But you know how angels are? They will not argue with you, they will not discuss with you, they continue to speak. Because they are loudspeakers of the God Almighty. And the angel now began to tell me about humanity. Why I decided to get up the vision so that I can write down what I saw and what I have had. And having moved from one room to the other where I would write, I came back to my life, you know, normal life. And so because of that, I wrote those things down. I wanted to go back and I could not. But I told you that when God reveals vision like that, it's because he wants you to draw near and, and seek more. But this last week, I had the encounter again. I promise you. Because God will never leave you without full information. We serve a hilarious God. A merciful Father. A Father who created all things and angels, but created man And only man in his image. What a wonderful God is. You know, I'm sharing these things with you because some Christians think the Bible is a fiction. Because of the way they live it. That is, the way they live their Christian life, it is like Bible is a storybook. But I'm saying this to you who listen to me in Christ with Tabernacle and all over the world who hear me all the time, that the Bible is a reflection of what God was and is and will be. So that God revealed himself in the old to mortal men, and these stories we are written in the Bible to show that In the days to come, which is now and forever, God will continue to have relationship with man. And any man who chooses 
can also have the same encounter like the people of old had. The whole Bible, uh, the New Testament, if you look at the New Testament, at the end of it, there is a grace, benediction. But the book of Acts does not have benediction. It stops in report of an epoch. And which tells you, the living church of God, that the book of Acts is not complete until your own actions are recorded. Hallelujah. I love it. So, briefly, our journey to Israel this year has become the kingpin. The first time we went to Israel, we saw things. We were told things from archaeological point of view, from historical facts. Validating the stories of the Bible about Jesus. Those who took us around were historians and, and uh, geologists. But then they validated all these stories in the Bible through uh, geology. Second time we went, we were able to interact more as to identify some cities as written in the scriptures. But this time around, we have gone to a higher level. The level we have gotten to this time around is that we were able to put the historical facts and geological facts and embellish them or substantiate them with the biblical facts. So when I'm talking about reading the Bible now and I say Jerusalem and I say sheep gates, those who went with me now can picture in their mind, this is where the sheep gate is. When they say the golden gates... Oh, they can recognize that this is where the golden gate is. When we read now, and I say that, you know, in the Bible read that Jesus went to the temple, where, you know, uh, you know, singing, they were singing Hosanna, Hosanna. They can remember the road that he took, and we walked that road. Uh, he came into the temple, and he drove out money changers. On this trip, we took the photograph of the remains or ruin of that very place where the money changers were standing. And Jesus drove them out. Are we together? So that no one can say that the Bible is a storybook. It's not. Apart from other facts that we can establish. But now let's look at intellectual arguments. By people who are non-Christians. So they showed us the place. And they gave us geological proof that that was the place. Now we can understand when we talk about Nazareth, when we talk about Capernaum, when we talk about Deborah, when we talk about the contest of Mount Carmel, when Elijah called down fire. We stood in Megiddo and we saw the mountain of Mount Carmel. And straight across it to the other side is the mountain of transfiguration where Moses and Elijah appeared to Jesus, we can put it together. On the right side of that mountain is the village of Deborah, where he led Barak into battle and won. On the left side of the mountain of transfiguration, you can see it is Nazareth, where Jesus Christ grew. And down to the far, uh, uh, other right and left, it's Capernaum, where he had his ministry, the village of Peter. We were there, it had been excavated, so that we could see the ruin of the village of Peter. Even the house of Peter itself was valid, validated by archaeological excavation. That this is where Peter lived with his family, the sons of Zebedee. And this is where Jesus spent his three years of ministry. 
And now we can understand more practically as Jesus went to the mountain, uh, or Beatitude Mountain, where he read the Beatitudes. And we can understand in our mind, this is Capernaum, this is Mountain of Beatitude. Now when he went into feed the 5,000, this is where he fed the 35,000. We could now stand in the sea, on the Sea of Galilee, on the side of Capernaum, and we can say that is Gadara, where he cast out the demons and they went into swine. So this trip has been, I tell you, the kingpin of it. By next Sunday, I'll be showing you pictorial, you know, uh, give you pictorial facts about this. And I think I will be ready after our retreat to intellectually establish and spiritually validate. So that no matter any angle that Satan tried to Miranda or coin, he shall what? Fail. And the least man in this church will have plain understanding about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let me tell you the good news. Sometime I found my own dictionary. And then somebody said the statement and the whole world took it as a fact, isn't it? The better thing on this trip was that we have now been able to identify with the operators in Israel so that CFT members and all our friends across the globe who want to go with us on pilgrimage, this church will organize it and it will bring the cost down. Now, in Christ's tabernacle, when we go for pilgrimage, Apostle Williams does not charge people and take money from anybody because you are my children, how can I take money from myself? Are we together now? Why you have other ministries who they will get the money and they will say for administration costs, they will put in some markup. We don't do that here. I don't do that. My leaders don't do that. We are all well and good. The same thing with seminar in this church. We don't pay registration fee for seminar because Jesus said freely you receive, freely give. So if you pay for seminar, you are only paying for your food and your lodging. No penny comes to Christ's faith tabernacle. So there, which means that we can cut down the cost of our pilgrimage, probably to the tune of 400 pounds or 500 pounds. And you will not have such in this world. I guarantee you. So it can be affordable for everybody in this house to go to Israel, the country of God. And Jerusalem, eternal city. Headquarters forever and ever, capital undivided, undiluted, without political wrangling or mental jingoism. Let me help you know something. It is from Jerusalem Jesus will rule the whole world. Nobody will contest with him. There is no political affiliation when Jesus shall come. Amen forevermore. Anybody who does not accept him as his Lord and Savior, I am so sorry for you. There will not be apology when Jesus will come. Why am I saying this to you? I'm saying it to you because I want to share briefly with you about you. We had Naivigi here on... Hello? I can't hear you answer me. Friday into Saturday. Well, Saturday is zero hour. You got it. Don't worry, he's the politician. <laughs> yeah, it's a Saturday. Yesterday, really. It's Yesterday. Zero hour for three hours. We enjoyed God, didn't we? 
Some of you know in your heart now what I'm going to say. <laughs> but I will keep it. Not now. I want to give you an understanding. I've been teaching you about the ministry of angels. And I've been teaching you about what is available to those who believe in Christ Jesus. But today, what I want to zero your heart into is exactly who you are. So that you can know what is available to you. And you can know how you can explore this opportunity. What about Christians? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Write it down. The Bible says, if a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he's a new what? Old things are. All things have become. All this is from. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Why are you looking at me like that? Who is that? Shall we shout some blessing? They need anointing in that place. <laughs> Maybe I'm causing local attraction. Let me come down. Now. The Bible says to us in the book of 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation or creature. The word creature means species. Okay? A species is something that did not exist before, but now discovered. So when you get born again, the day you get born again, your old person is gone forever therefore everything attached to that old person is dead never to resurrect and this is the reason why those who believe that after you are born again you need to break curses of generation i to me i call it malady i call it insanity because if the bible says old things are passed away and he says all things i'm trained as a lawyer to understand the meaning of all all is not subjective you cannot qualify a phrase with all and then have and then it is um, unexhaustive no and law will say it is exhaustive all means all. Therefore, whether maternal all, ancestral all, they're gone. Why? Because somebody else has adopted you into a new family called the family of God. So, you do not belong to your old family anymore. That is the reason why when you die, you will not see them. When you are called out of your body, you will only go to the family who have now given back to you, who is God himself. Therefore, anything that is not of God or in God have no credence over you. Even if they try to, they cannot be effective because they have been obsolete by the cross of Calvary. The blood of Jesus paid the price. Those who were with me this week, of course, not that the other times we have gone, we went through where Jesus carried the cross. Tears were running out of eyes of people. He really suffered. We went to the very place where Jesus was tried. Where they put tongues on his head and lashed him. We were there. God cannot in flesh suffer so much. 
Just for you and I to suffer again. Forget it. God became flesh and he took our pain. How dare a mortal man tell you you are not free? If you don't understand me, let me give you more evidence. That is the reason why in the book of John chapter 8 verse 31, Jesus says something to the Jews who have believed in him. Jesus said, shall we together? If you what? Stop there now. Many Christians hold to the teachings of books written by men who are ignoramus, unintellectual, unacademical, and unspiritual. People who read from some others and write nonsense. Those who follow their teachings are not disciples. You may say, I love Jesus, I accept Jesus, but Jesus said here, to the Jews who have believed in him, those who claim that we are now born again, those who claim that I am following Jesus, isn't it? He said to, to them, coming to church doesn't make you my disciple. You may come to church the whole of your life and you are not my disciple, says Jesus. He says, if you want to be my disciple, there's only one condition. You will hold to my teaching. Therefore, a Christian who did not know what Jesus taught, but he knows all what ministers have taught. He's not a disciple. His life will be bankrupt by the devil. Are we together now? Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Not the books written by men who lie to you. If anybody writes a book who is a man of God, check it. Those of us who, are, who have done researches, you understand. We were told not to go and look for, for scripts from Google. If you are doing your research, go to Google. It will Google you into oblivion. So, the, the Google now recognizes that anybody can put rubbish on Google and on YouTube. So, they now call one. They did another one. They call it Google Scholar. So that if you are not a scholar, you cannot Google. Hello, somebody. The Bible is not supposed to be interpreted anyhow. Somebody eat belly full. He woke up and he said, this is what the Bible says. Nonsense. You know, this trick we asked from the woman who is... Taking us around. I asked her, because she was so informative. I said, why did you Jews follow Jesus? He said, Bishop, number one, Jesus was very learned. That was the first thing she said. I said to all the people, what did you hear? I said, tell us more, why did you say he's learned? He said, Jesus at the age of 12 went to the temple and he was discussing with the keepers of the law. Those who are jurisprudent lawyers of those days. And they were confused about his knowledge of the law. Later. It was there. After when he started his ministry. He, had, he, he showed them laws that are written. Which they read. They don't understand. So age of 12. You can be used by God. So I told all my people. So I said, did you hear that? So if any one of you think that you are, you are retiring from reading. I said you just started. Hello, somebody. The Bible says, therefore, Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you will follow my teaching. You cannot follow what you have not studied. So you have a duty to read about Jesus yourself and know him. So if anybody tells you anything that is wrong, 
You can say that this is a liar. Let me say something to you. Do you know that the world of spirituality is not run by, by, by uh, question, it's run by conviction? Okay? Some people say, why? Show me. Show you. You have people say that before. That the Bible says this. Show me. It's good to read in the Bible. Okay? If that is your intention, that show me so that I too can know it. Number one, if somebody quotes Bible and you don't know where it is, you have a problem, number one. So if you are asking that, okay, can you show it to me so that I too can know it, that is a good thing. But if you are trying to ask that show me this for me to believe what you are saying, Satan took you over. Because the world of the Spirit is run by conviction. Let me help you know this. Come on, let me talk, touch a little bit into science. I need somebody here who is a scientific to show me force of gravity. Show it to me here. However, it's present here. I think somebody may be so much ingenious to show me an element right here or a matter, but they are here. Come on now, maybe let me go a little bit further. Somebody show me... Um, Acoustic sound or acoustic wave. Somebody show me frequency. They are all here. Somebody show me electromagnetic waves. They are here. You have to believe it by conviction, not because you saw it. But let me say this to you. As a trained person in science, I know that there are some instruments I can grab and I can decode these things and I can show you a pictorial diagram, okay? But to a man who is not in the field will look like jargon. The world of spirit is ruled by conviction. In the beginning, God. Show me God. In the beginning, God. Alright? When we talk about the manifestation of the power of God, I said to a blind, receive your sight, and he saw. Show me the power. You will not see it. But you can see its effect. But the effect of that power came because of your conviction. I will show you in a little bit now. So, if you are born again, you must study Jesus. Yes, we agree? Okay, now let's look at the next verse. It says, Then you will what? And the truth? No wonder Christians are looking for deliverance all over the place because they don't know the truth. If any Christian says, I need deliverance, you only need to show him the truth. That's all he needs. Tell him to go and read the gospel. Because I cannot understand how darkness and light can be in this room. Switch on this light, darkness is gone. You want to see darkness? Switch it off. The principle that switches it off and on is called Boolean algebra. Binary system. One, zero. No middleman. So, if you are in Christ, therefore, you are free. If you are bound, you are not in Christ. Medicine to deliverance? Jesus. Not praying for days 
and and practicing exorcism. So therefore, Jesus says that you will know the truth if you know me, and the truth will set you free. So, we started by saying, who are you by the way? You are a new creature. Old things are, all things have become. Anything that happened to you, don't trace it to any old, because that old does not exist anymore. So that you can handle it. Number two thing that you must know. If you are now born again and adopted into a new family, okay? Every family has different genes. Yeah? In this God's family, what is your ultimate aim? And my ultimate aim, Romans chapter 8 verse 29. It says, to those who have been foreknown, God predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So, which means that when somebody gives his life to Jesus, now is a new creation. Okay? He has been brought into the family. Next thing is, this person has the capacity to become like Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody say amen. amen. Because God had preordained in his foreknowing, that anyone that will come into Jesus, the moment you come into Jesus, the Holy Spirit strip you off and reprogram you. And the new creature inside you is after the pattern of the one who saved you called Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, from salvation, your journey on earth is being conformed. Conformality comes from transformation. Transformation in English means departure from norm. This is the way we used to do it. You can't do it that way anymore. That is transformation. Listen to me. Therefore, if we will get it correctly and put it right, it means anyone born again, the first thing you need is your change of your mindset. You need a change of mindset, which leads to transformation, so that the things you used to do before, you need to know, does not enter into this kingdom. No quarreling there, no backbiting there, no malice there. You have come into a new kingdom. Let me help you understand. The former kingdom that you and I were. Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 1. to Chapter 2, look at verse 1 to verse 3. He says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to walk. The second verse. When you lived, followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit that is now at work in every disobedience. Look, let me help you understand. This world is ruled by Satan. Pattern of the world I'm talking about. Not this existence of the world. Not the cosmic. The pattern of the world. Parliament ruled by Satan. You know something? I was, I was in the car, is it yesterday? And I had it, I had, I had an advert. And the advert said 2019, the year of confusion. Yes? And it says, therefore, go to confuse.com. <laughs> 
I said that this man just prophesied. All over the years in England, he has been coming with this confused until we are all now confused. Hallelujah. In England. We are confused, aren't we? We are confused. We voted to leave. We don't understand the word leave, what it means. And then the people we are saying that to execute leave, then interpreted it in their own way too. That for us to leave, what about consequence? Isn't it? And so they have the responsibility to make sure they do not take decisions that will crash our country. We who voted to leave, we are naive. We don't know what leave means. We just thought leave is changing address from Liverpool Street to Thamesmead and that's it. And yeah. So then, a prime minister took over. Let me help these people out. She came up with her agenda with some team. And then they went to vote. They did not, they disagree with her agenda. They asked them, do we want to stay? They said no. Do you want to leave? They said no. Don't, what do you want to do now? We are what? Confused. Of course, the one that is coming now, they have already planned how to get rid of him. Before he even assumed the office, they have voted him. Non-grata. Are we not confused? Do you know why? The prince of the air, Lucifer, he rules the system of the world. That is what is happening. So when you see a Christian confused, you say that is just messing you up. For therefore there is no confusion for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, now that you are born again, how could you then still be obeying the one who was your master before? It's your choice. Before salvation, he will compel you to do things. You will do things with an impulse, which is the commanding. Because you were in his jurisdiction. Now that you are born again, you cannot say, I did not know why I did it. It's a lie. You knew why you did it. Because if a man is in Christ Jesus, a new creation, you have come under a new commander. His name is the Holy Spirit of God. And you can say no to the devil. Are we together now? Go back to my Romans. Therefore, Romans says, those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Therefore, listen to me. It means you and I, now that we are born again, we need a new mindset. Correct? Yes, sir. I want to hear from there. Yes, sir. I say correct. Yes, so let me help you know this. In this new mindset, the Bible gave it a title, 1 Corinthians 2.16. Don't go there. I said we have the mind of Christ. That's the mindset. Help me know this. How did the mind of Christ work? You need to know it for you to be able to simulate it. Are we together now? If you don't understand how the mind of Christ worked, you can be a Christian for 50 years, but you will not be well off. Even, it may be worse for you than you were in the world. Because to grab the things of the world, you have to work with the mind of the world. Which is duping people, lying, pajoring, 
uh, risking jail and frauding. Yeah, grab what you can, can what you get, and sit on the can. That is the world. Hmm? So if you now come to Jesus, you can't do those things again. If you don't understand the mind of Christ, no wonder. You will only be hearing about promises of God, testimonies, nothing will happen to you. Because you have not understood the mindset of this kingdom. So, but everyone who is born again have that mind. So the purpose of going to church is to educate that mind in the pattern of Jesus. So that pastor can't tell you what Jesus is not. And you are saying, preach on. Preach on. <laughs> what he's saying is not in the Bible. You are saying, yes, man of God. Preach on. And then you will say that. Anointing made me say, say that. You will say to the pastor that this is not what Jesus said. Okay? So, I pity those who go to churches. Where the minister is just about crowd. Where the minister himself does not even understand the mind of Christ as to be able to teach it. I pity them. Because at the end of life, I wonder if they will enter heaven. Understand me? Now, we talk about the mind of Christ. We are going to look into the mind of Christ just for a few minutes. I'm almost finished. The mind of Christ. We agree together. We need a change of mindset in this new family. And God has given it to us, given us the benchmark, the mind of Christ. So we need to be able to educate our human mind to conform with the mind of Christ. And as we conform with the mind of Christ, we become like Christ. The area we are not in conformity, we cannot full function like Christ. So we pray we fast, we study the Bible to change our mindset and reprogram us, informing us and enabling us to just do what Jesus did. And when we get there fully, we will be the walking Jesus on the planet Earth. Everything that Jesus did. No wonder Jesus said it. John twelve fourteen. Let's read together. Yes? Put it there. John 12, 14. What does it say? I don't know whether your projector has problem, but I want the best person in this building to sit by that projector. Let us look at what Jesus said. Let's read again. So you, not apostle or pastor or prophet, you can do everything that Jesus did. And we're together now. Jesus said it. But he said you need a substance called faith. Faith is a function of mindset. I was sharing with the people, I, I've been doing crusades since I came in Croydon. You know, let me help you know this. Let me chip this, it will help you. I was sharing with them about Jesus and them. Okay? 
And I was helping them to understand there's nothing that Jesus did that a Christian cannot do. But for you and I to do what Jesus did, we have to enter into the state of mind that Jesus was when he did those things and those things will happen for us. Not because of anointing. Okay? I help them understand. Faith has those. And you know, we have the gift of faith, but we have faith that builds up because of relationship. Confidence, trust and confidence in God. You remember when I talked about faith? You speak on behalf of Jesus and you are bent and very sure that he will deliver it because you know you have relationship. So I share with them some of my encounters in my, my, my missions. When I was sharing those things, anyway, I shared those people are aghast, amazed. How could I command the rain to stop when it was pouring down with thunder in the public place? Yes, I did it in my meetings. I was doing crusade in Ota, a place called Ota. If you don't know, you don't worry. <laughs> and the witches promised them that my crusade will not hold. Not by dream, physically. And that province is known as the most wicked witchcraft city in the whole of Nigeria, if not Africa. So the place whereby, when a woman misbehaves, they will say she's as wicked as the witch of Ota. A woman that is terrible, terrible. It has become the, 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 the most standard of abomination, like Jezebel. Let me help you know this. The moment we came into the meeting, they started, you know, you know suddenly the, the cloud formed. And suddenly rain started falling. All lights, the lights were on halogen lamps. These big halogen lamps and swarms of locusts appeared. And soldier ants appeared from nowhere. They landed on the, you know... The lights to the place where the, the ray of the light is no more shining. And they were biting people in my crusade. No, you tell me that is normal. You then go and light your halogen light and let soldier hands come and cover it. And the thunder started. I just said to them, please, let them come here. Let me let them come here. I couldn't wait. That Bible, I still have it today. I took my Bible and they invited me to come up. I took my Bible and I placed my Bible on my altar. And the rain was pouring. You know, they were looking for umbrella for me. I said, no. If the people who come to hear the word of God did not have umbrella, why am I having umbrella? I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. People, you know, they couldn't say amen. Because the one that is doing this is doing that. The one... <laughs> You know, at least you have some fragments of affirmation of amen. I was swimming inside me. I pointed my hand to the sky. I said that, Rain, you are a messenger. I am a messenger. A messenger does not disturb another messenger. I command you, cease in the name of Jesus. When I said that, it did not stop gradually. You know, it was going, it stopped, boom. 
When, I, when they said, Amen, you open your eyes, all the hands vanish. Light everywhere. I remember some time ago that Brian Bunky said he went to preach somewhere in Africa and they sent soldiers and they ate up the wires and the speakers. No, I commanded them. He ceased. Let me say something. God did supernatural wonders in that meeting that left that meeting free till today. What happened thereafter? The news spread the following day. People were trooping in their hundreds. What can give a man such a God? Why did I not doubt that? What about if my word did not happen? Because relationship with the master. Eh? He said, if you testify about me before men, I will testify about you. Before my holy angels and my father. How could I speak into nature? It's not the first time I'm meeting. I have several of it in America, in England here. (laughs) Because if you can enter into the mind set of Christ. When he performs some miracles. That miracle will repeat itself. It will repeat itself. Let me help you know this, therefore. Your mindset first. You cannot continue to do what you used to do. And if you say you are a Christian, you cannot follow the pattern of this world. Because if you follow the pattern of this world, your mind will be active. The mind of Christ in you will be dead. It's a matter of time. The devil will slap you. You will suffer hard. Maybe that will bring you back to who your God is. A Christian woman should not follow the pattern of the world. And a Christian man should not follow the pattern of the world. Oh, this is how they do it. Why can't I do it? Do it. The one who gave it to them to do will follow you. God cannot deliver you from them. When you identify with Satan. And the Bible says. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be ye transformed. And you are saying that. How do you know it's the pattern of the world? By the kind of people who practice it. You know from where it comes. This is Apostle Williams. I just bob my hair. Don't you see it? If you can't see, let me show you. Junior took this thing that looked like bulldozer. He caught my hair finish. Yeah? Do I look funny? No, sir. I cut my hair according to my head. Hair and head, good. Someone say he's old school. Oh, 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 oh. A Christian who thinks that he is new school has just accepted another teacher. For the name of your God is called Ancient of Days, and he did not change from old. He didn't change. He didn't change. Don't you understand? People say that it's old school. Do you not know what old means? Experience of suffering. Blunders and suffering. With success. So when they tell you that don't go that way. It's because they have suffered the need before. Why should you suffer again? 
At least if somebody suffers, others should slant sense from it. Do you tell your professor on school and pass? You should have argued with your prof and said that it's old school. And he will tell you that Chimidi's principle did not change. You don't believe it? Gone. How dare you come to church and say Bible is old school? No, Jesus was not old school. He was a youth like other youths. Okay? The only difference is that you have technology, he didn't. And they learned it hard. But remember, he is a rabbi. When you go to Israel, you see rabbi. Rabbi don't go about, hey, yeah, guy, oh, hey, no. Rabbi don't do that in Israel. They go like this. That was Jesus Christ for you. That was him. He distinguished himself among all youths. He lived under the covenant of old without offending the father. He did not change the pattern. You know, when we were going to a church in Israel, a, a team of people came from America or whatever, and a woman was among them who wore, you know, this, uh, what do you call it, is it pinafore, you call it, or what? <laughs> this thing that, spaghetti, they call it. <laughs> no, it's bolognese, it's not spaghetti. This, this, the cloth has one strip like this. And then the whole front is open, the whole back is open. A reverend mother ran from where she was and said, stop, you cannot enter this place. All of that, I said, go in. You! So you know what happened? Nobody told her. She had a top, but she removed the top. I don't know who she's going to show the back to. In church. So she had to quickly go and get the top and wear it. And the nurse, the Reverend Mother said, When in the hut in Israel, some people are wearing from their neck to their toe. And it is hot. And you came. <laughs> Reverend Mother. <laughs> Send her. I said, God bless you, Reverend Mother. May you have habitation in heaven. I love somebody. Jesus. Was a rabbi. When you hear him shout, it's against sin and hypocrisy. And when he does that, he does it with all his tenacity. The rest of it is teaching to help people understand the truth. Jesus did not change after the pattern of his, the youth of his season. No, he didn't. He didn't. He lived a righteous life. So, in closing, what we are saying is this. Anything that you want to achieve in God, if you do not adopt the mindset of Christ when he did it, you will surely fail. You know, Christians should not be moved by feeling. We should be moved by conviction. Look at the book of John 5, and that's where we're going to stop. Let's look at the scenario. John chapter 5. I know that in these days, you, you Christians, those of you who listen to me, be very careful. Let me say this to you. Let me say it very, very clear. Somebody has said to me before that, but you know, it seems as if you are hard, apostle. I say, yes, I'm hard because Satan is harder. That's I'm hard. 
Okay? How about in some other churches, you see, that people can be allowed to do whatever they like? I say yes, because they are the person who's, who is leading them. They should go and ask him, who appeared to you before you are preaching? I will not preach if I did not see Jesus. And I said to them that that man who you are talking about, the church you are telling me, they wear jeans and they wear torn jeans and also. I said, have you heard them tell us what will happen in their country to date and time? They said no, but I told you. I told you what will happen in England. I told you the day 22nd. I told you the month of May. It didn't happen. I told you what will happen in America, and I told you who will rule. It didn't happen. I told you who will rule in Nigeria when they said they cannot. I didn't say because I love those people. I heard what God said. I said it. So these people who are misleading you, and they are treating God anyhow. Let them show me the God who sent them. Let them tell us what will happen by their God that we may know that they serve God. Let them tell us the lame and the blind that have been healed through them. Let them tell us how does angels look? How does the throne of the Father look? I've been there four times. So if I have seen heaven, I have seen Jesus, I am telling you, what Jesus said. If he has affirmed before you that he sent me by the manifestations that man cannot decide to do except by his enablement, then when I teach you about him, I am an authority. Are you hearing me? I came to the world alone and I go alone. You can choose to follow me so that where I am, you will be also. Huh? There is no short cut. Look at this story. John 5 1. Let's see it. You can do everything Jesus did, Jesus said. And I want to show you the way to do it. And then we stop. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And those of you who have been there, you understand what I'm saying now. It says, for the f- no 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 read with me please for a feast of the Jews. Now the next verse says, now there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gate. You understand where the sheep gate is from the wall. You have the golden gate here, and when you are coming down from the from the from the um, road where Jesus rode the donkey to Jerusalem, you pass Gethsemane and you look straight before you. You see the sheep gate there. That is the ship gate. The same ship gate. And the wall is still there till today. In Aramaic, which is called the Pool of Bethesda. And which is surrounded by five colonies. The next verse says, Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the paralyzed, no, the, the lame, and the paralyzed. Mark that. The next verse. One who was there... Had been an invalid for how many years? years. Hello. The next verse says, When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Stop in that place. That scripture says that in that place you have many sick people. I ask you a question. Why did Jesus go to this man alone? I will answer it in a minute. Which you ask yourself. He saw the blind, he didn't go to the blind. He saw the lame, he didn't go to the lame. 
He saw the paralyzed, he didn't go to paralyze. And he's loaded with healing power. But he went to one man. Okay? If I drive this into you today, it's enough to navigate you in every circumstance of your life. That you will take the right decision, it will be God's own decision. If I get you to understand what I'm teaching you right now. Okay? The Bible says Jesus went to that one man. He didn't go there and just charging at every sick person and healing them. But the man had been invalid for 38 years. Look at the next verse. So, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the pool, when the waters are stirred up. Jesus is the one who sent the angel that stirred the water. But the man did not know him. He was standing before Jesus. He didn't know he was Jesus. So, he said, while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So this man had been helpless for 38 years. He has seen people receive miracles in the same place. But he had never been, he had never seen one. But that was his day. That was his day. The next verse says, Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. So what happened? Shall we do together? As you go to the end of this morning, you will hear his voice. Amen. When Jesus speaks to you, that's it. That's it. It does not matter how tough situation is. When Jesus shows up, forget it. He sent his word. He healed his people. Understand we are looking at what you can do too. Okay? How could Jesus speak? And the man just got up and just picked this palette and every sickness disappeared. I will show you how you can do it. It says that once the man walked, he was killed. He picked up his mat and went home. The day on which this took place was what? A Sabbath. Then what happened? Shall we live together? And so... Can you imagine? The man has been there for 38 years. They can only sympathize with him. That's what man can give you. Sympathy. There is somebody who can change your sympathy. And he will give you solutions right away. Can you imagine somebody was healed. Who have been, they've known for 38 years. Are they not supposed to rejoice? That is human beings for you. That is human beings for you. A woman being. Now... <laughs> it is forbidden for you to take your mat. Listen to what the man said. Shall we read together? <laughs> Whose report shall you believe? <laughs> oh, somebody wrote seven steps of deliverance. Jesus went in chapter one and he saw the demon said, Come out of him and he came out. How many steps is that? And then somebody now came and wrote seven steps to deliverance. Who is lying? <laughs> what will take you one step? Somebody wants to waste your life like this for see people. The guy was 38 years. They wanted to be about 70 years in that condition. Hello? 
He said, the man who healed me, I don't even know him. He just said, pick up your mat. And then my leg was sweating. How dare you people tell me not to pick up my mat? <laughs> Any one of you who like it may pick it up and come and take my place. That man said to me, pick up your mat. And my legs came up and I picked my mat. Can you imagine the confusion in Israel on that day at Shipgate? The keepers of the law are telling the man who was sick that you are supposed to remain sick. The man said, ah, somebody told me to pick up my mat and it happened. So now, listen to me, that man didn't stop there. The God so furious, he's not looking for Jesus. Said, who is that man who told me to pick up my mat? Then the next verse he says, so they ask him, who is this fellow? Who told you to pick up your, pick up, pick it up and walk? The next verse. The man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus has what? Slipped away. Some of you, when you see a miracle happen, you say, my anointing, my anointing, my anointing. You see anointing, anointing. Which anointing? Jesus healed. I just spoke in tongues. Let me say this to you. None of us heal anybody. I've seen cripple walk. I was sharing with them in the cruise, isn't it? I was preaching in a church one day and God said, I want to heal a cripple. A crippled child. Say, which one? Two people raised their hand. Which one? It says the girl. Bring the girl here. The girl was there. Crippled by polio. When I was preaching and the unction of God came upon me, I thought that the guy says, rise up in the name of Jesus. 20 feet away. The power of God picked that child up the first time, second time. When the power of God lifted the child up, he was suspended in the air. Her legs grew and expanded. Pastor Dakwa's wife was there. So it's not a situation that there's no evidence. Uh-uh. Those of you who went with me to, uh, 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 to Jamaica, remember Dickens Malin? When we were told about Spanish town, God told me in Jamaica that tomorrow he will heal a paralyzed boy. We got to the crusade. I was asking, who brought the paralyzed child here? Nobody came out. But God said, I will heal a paralyzed boy in this service. We finished. Rita Mali was in the meeting. We finished. We came down. As we were talking, God did so many healing. But the paralyzed boy was not about. You know, when you say that somebody, a child should be, should be brought here today who is paralyzed and nobody showed up among the crowd. Do you think you feel ashamed? No. Because the gift is not mine. God said it. So I have no shame. Neither did God have shame. Do you know when we were going, they came and said to me that, Ah, Pastor, uh, Apostle, Apostle, the, the paralyzed boy, somebody just brought the child now, and he, he was on wheelchair. At the age of 13 or so, he was paralyzed when he was a baby, by polio. The woman said, when we got to the man, I said, Why? I said, were you in the service? She said, yes, I was in the service. Did you hear when I announced? She said, yes. I said, why didn't you come out? She said, I was ashamed. She said, I'm not a Christian. I've been going to Obioman all over the whole place. That's when I knew what Obioman is. Obioman is just a witch in England. You call it witch or warlock. And then in Africa, they call him Babalawu. In Nigeria. You know what? I said, but if the Lord said he had healed the child in the service, how can I pray for the child? If the child was in this service, I'd been healed. I went to the child. I said, follow me. Get up. And the child got up instantly. Did not pray for the child. And the child started walking. Why? Jesus did it. 
Okay? He said he's what heals people. You have to operate in the mind of Christ to do what Jesus did at every instant. Failure to understand that mind is consequential to unnecessary struggle. Daniel was a foreigner in Babylon. He became the best brain in Babylonian history. What are you struggling in school for? You know why? When they call night VG, you have your own VG that you go and sleep. Yeah, that's your struggle in school. You struggle in school because when they call, when, when they call for meeting in church, you have your own interpretation. Ah, God is not hard like that. Who told you that Satan? Jesus says from the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and violence taken by force. People in church, they run into trouble before they now seek God. It will not be your portion. Amen. What are you talking about? I came from Israel. Okay? On Monday. Okay? I started a crusade in Croydon on Wednesday. We had a wedding on Wednesday. We had a wedding on, on Friday. I was in the wedding. The wedding on Friday, I was there from morning till four. Okay? And then I had to go to the crusade. And in the crusade on Friday, we had we VG here. I thought I would preach for 30 minutes, but I was under the unction of God for three hours in that meeting. And the power of God had rocked the place to pieces. That I left the place after 11 with my team and came into your night vigil. Go and watch that night vigil of, of Friday. And I have exam tomorrow morning. He's not trying to arbitrate us. Before going to the PVM retreats, I was in the vigil. Someone said, pray for Apostle No. Angels will go with me to the exam hall. Amen. Because I follow what I teach. I don't read on the day of exam. I read before <laughs> I went to Israel. When I have seen all my journeys, I have planned my time. You know what about me? Someone say, Apostle, do you sleep? I do. I only don't have wasted time. That is for my own life. I don't go about... I'm not into that business. And I tell you something, I don't just switch on television and taking coffee. Over wasted life. Satan has resigned from my life many years ago. Hmm? And I don't seek to re-employ him. I don't. I don't. You know why people who have problems read, they can't read. Read, they can't read. Why? Because when they want to read his friend's phone, ah, he's my friend, I have to follow him. I have to call him. Don't you understand? Why did they do answer machine in phone? It's not for someone to put message there. So when you are reading, why should somebody phone and you are answering it? Why can't you answer him when you are free? Your brain is just trying to assimilate something. Somebody phone. You think it's God? So is it tomorrow, this week, I will not begin to read. I will know nothing. When I went to Israel, I was reading before I went to Israel, I was reading. When Elder was taking me to my crusade, I took my revision. What is claim? Definition of claim. Counter claim. What does it mean? What does a plea mean? They are going to ask me those questions. I will show you. Hmm? Hmm? You serve God where God will serve you too. Yes, sir. Instead of wasting your life and time, if you give God his time, he will give you his time. I've asked the Holy Spirit, tell me, show me what will come out. And he told me, this memorized, and I have memorized it, what else am I going to do? Come on, beloved. Let me finish this, Joe. 
The man who was healed had no idea. For Jesus has slipped it. Look at the next verse. I'll finish quick, 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 five minutes. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. What did he now say? Let's read it from the letter. Later. So, you better hear this. If you continue to sin, God can help you. You call the name of Jesus, he work against you. You have been reading Jeremiah this week now, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what it is. You cannot continue in sin. And what? And the Bible says, never shall we see it. If you are a Christian in this building... But when you leave this building, who knows, you become something else. And when you see apostle coming, you change your style. Hmm? If you are a member of this church, and in this church you lift up hands and you are crying and worshipping and jumping, but at home you are a terror. Because no one sees you. Let me tell you something. By the end of July, it must, be, it must not be found in you anymore. Satan had a ride on some of us enough. Life is easier and cheaper than you think it. The mind of Christ. Stop sinning. Because worse thing is attracted by sin. Continuous sinful life. The next verse it says. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus Christ who made him move. So you see, that man had been looking for the man who made him to go and face the people who told him not to stand up on the Sabbath. So when he found him, he went to them and said that, now, yeah, you guys, hold it. You told me not to pick up my pallet on Sabbath. I want to know who he me. That is the man. He's called Jesus. Go and meet him and tell him not to. Quick, he will look for Jesus Christ. When he told them, look at what happened. He says, so because Jesus was doing these things on Sabbath, the Jews persecuted him. You are going through persecution in England now, Christians. I wrote your publication today, deals with that. Okay? The system of our government and of our country is manipulated by Lucifer, and the parliament of our nation make laws against the scriptures that give birth to this nation as great nation. Human rights is right for non-Christians. But when it comes to Christians, it is not right. In the United Kingdom right now. And some of us are suffering, you know, for this. Let me say this to you. The only remedy is you and I take over the authority. Compete with them, you will win them. Go to parliament and you get there. You have Jesus with you and the Holy Spirit. When Christians folded their arms on scrupulous people took over authorities. Listen to me. I'm not involved in protest against government because the Bible says submit to anybody who is there, even if, it's, if the person is not really right. However, I can remove him by my vote and I can also appoint people to take over. And that is you and I. Any career you are, take over the authority of that career. Read, 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 read more. Read to the place whereby when they show your knowledge, people will be shaking. 
with fear. Those who interview you, they'll be shaking with fear. They can't ask any question. And then we take over. Judiciary, parliament, and all the lawmaking bodies, education, medicals. Then we can now give laws and change laws and bring back ethics into our country. So, because they were trying to... Jesus did good, they were persecuting him. The next verse, we are finishing in 19. Jesus said to them, my father is always what? At work to this day, and I too, what? I'm working. Then the next verse says, For this reason, the Jews tried all the harder to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father. Making himself equal to who? To God. Anybody that have ambition to do good things, great things, get ready for attack instantly. Instantly. Everything Satan will set loose to work against you. But that's the evidence that you are stepping right. Okay? Now I, I said to you, why did Jesus go to judge this man? You're about to see it. Verse 19. Shall we read it together? So, the reason why Jesus did not go to every sick person and he went to this one man is because he saw the father go to him. Jesus went into Nain and there's a funeral procession and he stopped the funeral procession. He raised the child of the widow because he has seen the father do so. Jesus one day was walking and suddenly he went to pray and his members have gone into the sea. The Galilee Sea, we were told, is seven miles by 22 miles. Okay? And then when Jesus came back, they had gone three miles into the sea. And so he started walking on the water because he saw the Father do so. Jesus was sleeping in the boat and there was storm. He got up and said, Be still, because he has seen the Father do so. He was walking in Jericho. We were in Jericho on this trip also. And I told them, This is where blind Bartimaeus was healed. Two significant things happened in Jericho. Blood, but most was healed. Zacchaeus also was restored. Because he saw the Father do it. Now, let me help you know this. In my conclusion. You may not have the ability to see the Father. Yes. And what the Father is doing. But you have seen what the Son is doing. Which he saw the Father did. So, the Bible, New Testament is full of what Jesus did. Okay. Which he saw the father doing. So if you and I can decide to do what the father is doing, well, how do we get it? Just look at what Jesus is doing and do it. That's what the father did. See, this is the reason why I have a passion so much. Especially when it comes to wrong doctrine and errors in the church. I feel so angry at me. That Satan cannot take humanity captive. And Jesus saved them into church only for pastors to now take them captive again. With shallow, deceptive philosophy, the Bible says. And make people loyal to nothing. It pains my heart so much. But you and I can break loose of it. Whatever the son did, whatever the father did, the son did also. 
So we are going to leave you today and look at how did the son pray. We looked at that in the vigil. We discovered that sometimes Jesus prayed early in the morning. He went to his social prayers and prayed. Then we discovered that Jesus prayed all night in the night vigil. Sometime. We noticed that Jesus prayed every day. Nine, twelve, three. He doesn't pray in church. He prays alone too. He has fellowship with the Father. So at least, can we not start from that? If you are one of those giving excuses to prayer, come on now, let me tell you, you have no reason to talk. Get engaged in any talk if you do not pray. You and I should know this. This world is infested by Lucifer. The job of Satan and demons is to hinder humanity so that humanity will curse the maker of heaven and earth and they will go to hell where it's prepared for him. But you and I understand it is when we follow the system of Jesus Christ that the Father will be pleased with us. You are, not, you are not driven by the power, but you are driven with the mindset of Christ. He said, I do what I see my Father do. And we are going to be changed people in this very week. So when we call vigil next month, I will be there. Look at the person beside you and tell him. I didn't hear you. You are still looking at me. When God is calling for people he can rely upon, who will intercede for our United Kingdom, who will intercede for nations of the world, he should find you faithful and trustworthy. Before I pray with you, I want you to consider your life up to date for a second in line with the life of Christ. And then I want you to make up a decision that as for you, the Lord shall you serve. As you make this decision, strength from heaven will come upon you. Shall we rise upon our feet, please? We are going to pray as for the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed with the image of his son. We want to be like Jesus in prayer life of Jesus. We want to be like Jesus in the study life of Jesus. He studied the Bible. He knew the Bible by the age of 12. He read the whole Bible. We want to be like Jesus in everything. Not just in glory, but in suffering. So we're going to pray. Everything that is hindering us to be conformed with God, that the Lord will take it out of us. Lift up your voice and we going to ask God for that. For those he foreknew, he be also predestined and pre-programmed to be conformed to the image of his son. Anything in me that is not in conformity with God. Tell the Lord, take it out. Take it out. Anything in me that is not in conformity. Take it out, oh God. 
Tell the Lord, send your fire to my heart and purify me. Let my thinking change after the pattern of Jesus. Let my understanding change after the pattern of Jesus. Enable me, O God. I want to be like Jesus. Tell him. Sovereign one. It says, Wake up, you slumber, and the Lord will give you strength. Pray and tell God, Stir up your spirit within me. The Bible says how Jesus prayed. With cry and petition unto the one who is able to save him. And God answered him because of his reverence submission. Tell the Lord, help me, O God, to pray like Jesus. Help me to serve God like Jesus, not in my own way. As Jesus obeyed God, help me to obey God. Help me, Lord, that God will be my priority in everything. Tell the Lord, help me to love God. Sovereign Lord, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. I want to bless you. Sovereign Lord. You know, we can never explore you enough. You are so deep. But we thank you, Holy Spirit, for this knowledge of truth you've given to us. That as many who God for knew, he pre-programmed them to become like Jesus. But Lord, we are surrounded by every influence by the devil. Through men, through system. Even penetrated into our education so much. That some of our education system is an antichrist system. I pray for all these people and those who are hearing me across the globe. Receive unction. To be able to separate between God and the devil. Receive insight. To be able to differentiate between truth and false. The Bible says in the last day the devil will counterfeit himself like angel of light. When that happens before you or around you. Receive discernment to understand. As God speaks to the mind of man, Satan bamboozled with so many thoughts. Receive knowledge and insight to be able to divide between the thoughts that come from hell and the thought of God in the name of Jesus. I pray that your human mind be strengthened to be able to operate the mind of Christ in you. As you are running to the end of the month, this is the month of revelation. Many have had encounters since the beginning of July. I say between now and the end of this month, the Lord will branch in your house. I say between now and the end of the month, the Lord will open your eyes. There are mysteries about your life you need to know. The Lord will say it's only angels and He will reveal your life to you. If there be any way that the enemy has set ambush against you, I command that the ambush of the enemy or the ambushes of the enemy be destroyed in the name of Jesus. 
He says, tell that young man, Jerusalem shall be a city without wall. I say to you, every wall around your life, I command it to collapse. He said, you shall be a city without wall. The wall that men have put around you to limit you. The world that your intellect has put around you to limit you. The world that Satan and demons of hell have put around you to limit you. I command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. I decree that the world of fire of God will surround you where you are. I say God shall be the world of fire around you. I say God shall be the world of fire around you. And it shall be the glory within you. If any one of you by waste of time is now in the place of regret for time wasted. I say recover. Your last few days of the month of July, I command recovery. When somebody wasted time, and now the time is short for him, does he not know that constructively, by starting what you should have done before, now, systematically without hasting to rush everything you will still get the success knowledge receive in the name of jesus Christ of nazareth insight receive in the name of jesus Christ of nazareth the enemy will not take you to tribute any longer and the glory of the lord will never depart from you because you love the lord may heaven be lavished over you if you came here sick today, I discharge you from your ailments. If you came here with infirmity today, I say your back is healed. I say your spine is healed. Your rib cage at the right side of your back, pain, go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He sent his word. He healed the sick. He said to the man, stand up, pick up your pallet and go home. Whatever the devil has used to hinder you, like that man has been held bound for 38 years, he did not move from one spot. Whatever the enemy has used to hold you bound, you are set free in the name of Jesus from it. Receive healing in your body, healing in your mind, and receive strength of heaven to move forward. My God and my King will bless you. To you with the glory and the honor forever and ever in jesus holy name we have prayed somebody say amen i cannot hear you say amen put your hands together for the king of heaven